Hello all, and welcome back to another episode of the Strategic Whimsy Experiment. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callen. And the Strategic Whimsy Experiment is a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about the films that shape our lives. Today, we are going to be reviewing a special film that Sarah has chosen for us. Sarah, what are we going to be talking about today as a result of the Oscar wager win for you? We are going to be reviewing The Terminator. Yes, we are. I figured it was fitting for you to introduce and reveal. Um, although we, we we re-revealed this at the end of our um, Oscar reactions episode, but good stuff. This is a movie that yeah. neither of you and I have seen before. I don't know how we have gone so long without seeing this movie, but here we are. Hey, we have corrected this error and now we are in the know. Thank you for creating this opportunity for us to be a little bit woke in uh, movie history. Look at that. <laughs> great things coming from the oscars absolutely all right so let's start off with uh, uh the imdb summary for the terminator a human soldier is sent from 1929 nope that was wrong let's try that again a human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. Wowzers. All right. That was, that was many, yeah, a lot of words. It was a lot of words. <laughs> All right. What was your one-sentence summary for The Terminator? My one-sentence summary is... It was hard to find a quality date in LA in 1984. Yes. So good. Nice. Well played. Well played. Thank you. My one sentence summary is, so how do we lure ChatGPT to a factory floor? (laughs) (laughs) I am not anti-ChatGPT, but alas, this seems to be our greatest weapon for fighting the, the AI uprising. Well, it was just so funny watching this, given the current talk about AI and ChatGPT and all of the spinoffs that will come in. And I was like, back in the 80s and earlier, they were thinking that like AI was going to be this like mass killing machine and these robots were going to murder us all. And I mean, really, we're just using it to like come up with silly things like... (laughs) Can we come up with, I don't know, the next... Names for things, yeah. Yeah, names for things, the next viral tweet, you know. Mm -hmm. We're using AI for all of these silly things, Uh, not the killing machines that people imagined 40 years ago. So that was just funny to watch, like, the, the actual use of AI and the actual AI uprising is going to be much stupider than all of these movies portray. (laughs) And it's great. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I had a, a coworker who basically put a, he's doing a presentation and put his talk track into ChatGPT and was like, these are the things I want to say, make it shorter, more concise and make it sound better. And ChatGPT gave him back his talking points and it was great. It's like, wow, <laughs> that's genius. That's genius. He was like, that just saved me several hours of like wordsmithing and revising that ChatGPT could do for us. Oh man, the the chat GPT revolution is here. It's taking over. It's great. It, it is. I mean, tech companies, I think a lot of companies in general are just so excited about how this can integrate with their products, how they can use it in their in their processes and their systems. Like there's a lot of energy around this, but alas, this is not an episode about chat GPT, but I'm sure yeah. it will come back at some point because the conversation around sci-fi and the visions of the future and the rise of technology is very much a part of this movie. So we'll circle back to this one. Okay. Let's start off with our initial thoughts of the Terminator. Uh, We typically do a spoiler after we do our initial thoughts, but considering this movie has been around for many decades, we're just going to assume the people have watched this movie. And we'll just dive straight in. So, Sarah, what were your thoughts about The Terminator? It's a 80s sci-fi action movie with all of the highs and lows and tropes and all of the things. And you know what? I had a good time. I wasn't mad at it. 
um, I was ready to be really, really upset with this movie. Really? Um, Why so? When it was revealed that Reese was only saving Sarah Connor because she was going to birth John Connor, the leader of the resistance. And I was like, really? We are only saving her because of her son. That's it. That is the entire purpose that she serves. And I was ready. I was ready to fight this movie. I was mad. And then the movie does a good job with giving her things to do and showing how her character evolves over a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And Reese like sprinkles in some things about like, you weren't just his mom, like you taught him how to fight, how to organize, how to do all of these things. And so I was like, okay, all right, all right. So she isn't just, you know, who birthed this resistance leader, but she's actually integral in the resistance to the Terminators. So I was like, okay, now I'm okay with this. I don't have to fight the movie. We're fine. Now I can just sit back and enjoy because <laughs> you were at the edge of your seat, up in arms, ready to go. I was ready. ready. To pounce. I was ready to go. I was like, this movie, we're going to have words. I'm going to have to pop off during our episode. And now I don't have to. It's great. The movie <laughs> fixed it. it. It created a problem and then it solved a problem. And mm. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun time. It, uh, I, I was really fascinated afterwards, like reading all about this movie and realizing that this was a huge gamble and like people mm. like did not want to finance this movie if James Cameron was directing. <laughs> and so mm. that's just so funny to read now. Yes. Given that like, Hindsight. we all know who James Cameron is. He's done all of these incredible things. So it was just, it was fascinating to kind of think about it in that light too, as like, this was the movie that like really jump-started his career and helped him yeah. like become the incredible filmmaker that we know today. But he was just this scrappy kid who was trying to get this movie filmed 40 years ago. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that you mentioned that actually, it's interesting and fun that we are talking about this movie in a year where he's recently released um, Avatar, The Way of Water, another like huge film. And just seeing the way that his ability to like tell simple stories that are so grounded in a world and how like the arc of the story can just shine and that classic storytelling um, path that he's often taken, like it, it works really well. It worked then, it's still working now, you know, like 40 years nearly 40 years later, it's still just as effective. Um, That was something that I found. There's so many things that was really striking to me about the Terminator that I was surprised at. Um, But one of them was just how simple the plot line is, how simple and straightforward the characters are. And the premise alone and the, the skillfulness of the filmmaking makes this movie really exciting. I feel like there's, we're kind of living in an age where there's so many action movies, blockbuster movies that have these characters that they feel like we need a whole backstory and these complex motivations and all this kind of stuff. And the Terminator proves that like, you don't really need all of that. But I was struck also by how effective the cinematography was in this film. I, I really wasn't expecting that at all. But it was captivating. Um, one of the things that I'm excited to talk about is just the way that this movie shoots the action like a horror movie. And it creates these great moments of tension and entertainment that I was just like super engaged with. So uh, I didn't expect that to be so good in this movie. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting great cinematography of all things. Well, and apparently the second movie is better than the first one and the second movie like oh. won oscars which is bonkers wow so now i'm like oh my gosh every <laughs> trope about yeah the type of movies that typically do well the oscars right now we have to watch t2 because <laughs> it it was so like well renowned and well received like mm. it has better reviews than the first one does That's wild yeah, it That's won wild. four Oscars. <gasps> For which categories? 
best mm-hmm. sound, best effects, sound effects editing, best effects, visual effects, and best makeup. It was also oh. nominated for best cinematography and best film editing. Mm. That's crazy. Solid. Solid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are the same building blocks that this first one does really well as well. Yeah. Oh, good. Look at that. 1990s, I think the second one came out, right? 91. Yep. 91. That's wild. That is wild. I mean, this type of movie, if it were released today, I don't know if it would get that much Oscars attention the way that it it has clearly um, 30 years ago. Yeah, and it was probably a surprise back then too, I would imagine, because it mm. I mean, it doesn't fit your typical Oscar winner. Right. But right. it must be that good that they that a groundswell was like, no, it needs to be T two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Bonkers. I think uh I've just I think we're inundated with so much action and Mm -hmm. and effects Mm -hmm. in the movies that we watch these days this is the same part of me that just absolutely is in awe of top gun maverick and somehow their ability to execute on that great action sequence just impressive because we have so many examples of pretty good fine mediocre action and the terminator was so strategic and skillful in creating the like visceral effects of these action sequences, but also at like leading our engagement and tension, releasing that tension, rebuilding that tension, like the pacing that it executes in all of those dimensions are so well done. Um, I just kept thinking about like the way that horror movies are able to manipulate our um, attention in that, and, and I think the Terminator does the same thing. In a lot of ways, uh, the Terminator is like the monster in a horror movie. And we have our main protagonists that are fleeing and trying to fight the monster. But it's, you know, those moments of like, oh my gosh, he's right around the corner. Or the way that the camera shoots from uh, a top-level POV or from the Terminator's POV. And you feel the gaze of the Terminator just following Sarah Connor. Just all of that, it does so well. And I think I, was, I think my expectations were far lower for like a 80 sci-fi movie, but I was, I was standing corrected in that assumption. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I was ready for this to not hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really does. There's only a few scenes where I laughed at how bad the Terminator looked, but for the most part, it looked really, really good. You know, all all of the action and the special effects were great. Um, portions of the end after he has his skin all burned off, those still looked great. Some of them, some of them looked very, very bad. Um, But yeah, it was so entertaining and engaging. And I think, I don't know, like I, I was rooting for Sarah Connor. I was like, you can do this girl. You can get out of here alive. Like, yeah. And it's, it's similar in the horror genre of the, the, the slasher, the antagonist is picking through people one by one. And so then you're rooting for the one protagonist to actually make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very much uh, how I felt about her. And it was so effective to have me rooting for this protagonist as much as I was. And that made it harrowing and exciting, but also like her triumph at the end, all the more uh, rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And what I loved is that the movie feels no need to explain the world that we're living in. Like, we get a little bit of that backstory of who the Terminator is, but it's pretty minimal. It's like a couple sentences out of Reese's mouth, but that's that's all we need, honestly. Most of the film really is just this, like, glorified game of cat and mouse. That's all it is, you know? Like, we don't need this, like – uh big backstory and and this deep understanding of who Sarah Connor is and who Reese is and where did the Terminator come from and feel some sort of empathy for the Terminator too. Like, no, it's literally a killing machine, two people trying to survive 
And that was captivating enough for a an hour and what, 47 minute movie. That just watching her try and survive and run from him while he chases her through many different set pieces. That's all that's really all this movie was. And it was great. And I love that we can have such simplicity that's just executed well. It's it's all we need. And I think so many of the movies that we have today that are like sci-fi movies, especially, like are very bloated and it serves a different purpose. It's um, incredibly cognitive and thinking about like these larger themes and these dynamics and what does this mean about what this says about technology. And I love that the Terminator is like, we just want to watch her try and survive and go on this adrenaline run, you know? Like that's, that is enough. It was enough for me. Yeah, I I wanted to know so much more about the the future. I wanted to know about 2029. I wanted to know I, I wanted to like know literally everything. Like four or five like, more movies. <laughs> exactly. And so like I had to keep telling myself like Sarah, that is not the point of this movie. Just enjoy this robot slasher film. Just mm-hmm. be in the moment. It's fine. You don't need to know all of the world building cuz I love world building. And like I could tell that there was so much more that had been created and not included. And so for me, I was like, ah, there's so much more I must know, but I didn't need to know. And you're right. It was totally effective. The right things were included in this film. um, So you had just enough to keep you engaged, but you didn't need to know the answers to all of the questions. And if they had included more, it would have dragged down this movie and made it less enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But I had... I had all the questions, as I always do. Good thing you can satisfy those curiosities, I'm sure, in yes. the rest of the movies. That's one thing I was thinking about is that this movie sets up so well for them to do more. Um, because, like, who is John Connor? Show us the uprising and the the resistance. It's very Star Wars-esque in a lot of ways as well. You know, like, there's these small group of people that are the underdogs that you're rooting for. I feel like we've seen that a million times and we'd love to see it again. You know, the Brazilians and the dynamics of the resistance and them going traveling back in time. Like, I love that the movie also doesn't feel the need to address like how that time travel is working. They just, they're there. They showed up. Here they are. I don't know how this affects like the multiverse of a future reality and how this is going to help them. But <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's fine. We just won't ask those questions because they terminated exactly. on screen. You just got to run, you know, like <laughs> no time for questions. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And I, I love that this film like stayed in its lane and it was like, okay, yes. this is what this movie is. We're not going to try and add in a bunch of like sciencey stuff to make it make sense. You're just going to have to be okay with the technology exists in the future. And this happened mm-hmm. and that's it. And it's like, okay, yes, I will suspend my disbelief because I don't know anything about science anyway and enter into this world with you. And it was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it it only works because the movie is so confident that it can hold your attention without giving you more of the cognitive stuff, you know? Like it's it's kind of badass for it to say like, you don't need more because I know that like I can lead you in and entertain you with what I'm giving you. This movie mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. so boring if the action was terrible, you know, because there's nothing else to hold yeah. on to. There's nothing yep. else to be captivated by. You're just watching like dumb sequences unfold that aren't really that interesting, not really that exciting. So it's been a total flop. Um, but the movie's confident enough that this is engaging enough. And it, it actually, I think if it had gone into more – of the backstory and all that kind of stuff, it really would kind of take away because your 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 brain is like preoccupied with that, and then you're watching all this stuff happen on screen. Like it would be kind of a lot, um, and the movie doesn't feel the need to do any of that. Simple, it's simple, stripped yeah. down. Let yeah. the action shine. And and props for to James Cameron for mm-hmm. pulling this off. You yeah. know, <laughs> like I I I. I can't imagine, you know, trying to get this movie made and people are saying like, okay, we'll give you the financing if you don't direct or, you know, they're adding mm-hmm. these stipulations to the movie and he 
stood his ground and made it for less of a budget so that he could make his vision really come to life. And wow, it was, it was totally worth it because mm. it became a box office hit and spawned a million sequels mm. and is, is, is such an influential film in the genre too. Yeah. Like there were so yeah. many moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen this in other movies too. Um, not realizing that Terminator played a part in some of mm-hmm. these these tropes or some of these things. Like it's it's crazy how influential this movie has become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also fascinating to see the way that they view technology in the eighties. Yes, you know it's like this defense system that uh, went rogue and now took out everyone and became so intelligent that it could be self sufficient, whereas a lot of the, the the movies and the villains that we see today, there's they're they're empowering the bots and robots and whatnot with the AI and all that kind of stuff. But there is a human that is powerful that is at the helm of all of that. You know, like we see the human being that is leading and using technology as a tool for their world domination. Um and I think that is that is a, I think, wise evolution of our view of technology that ultimately that power will be consolidated in the hands of few, the technology elite, and how they use technology is going to be what changes the fabric of society. It's not necessarily that like machines themselves will be self-sufficient enough. I think that's like a far more simplistic view of how this will unfold and probably a little bit more unrealistic. And it's so it's it's fascinating to see that evolution of the machines have taken over and become smart to know actually it's going to be the few that know how to wield this tool very well. And the rest of us are kind of at the mercy of that. That is, I think, far more apt. And so um, we've come we've come a long way, I think, in the the way that we see the risks and the possible futures of how technology is used. Um, I think a lot more nuanced in our in our view of that. Yeah, and and going from seeing the machine as a villain to a machine is being used as a tool by the by villain. Them. Yeah, and I I think that that's really interesting, especially like today we are surrounded by so much more technology than they had 40 years ago. Like mm-hmm. 40 years ago, you could not dream about the technology that we have at our fingertips right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was probably easier back then because technology was less known. Obviously there were some forms of technology, but nothing like AI and things like that. And so it was probably easier to make this lesser known thing into the villain Um, but now we're surrounded by it and Mm. so it's it's easier to because we use this technology every day it's easier to understand a person behind the screen who's using that as a tool rather than the tool itself becoming evil Mm -hmm. yes yes there's a greater leap in imagination needed almost to believe that the machines themselves will become smart enough to take over you know, mm-hmm. like the, the robot yeah. domination revolution. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a bigger leap to make to believe that that can be a reality than actually, no, it's just a few humans that are using this tool very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, is yeah. just fascinating, you know, how, how our world changes. Um, mm-hmm. and- you know, one thing that I thought that this movie was quite nuanced in uh, maybe imagining or projecting into the future is – the fact that they they touched on this idea that it will be difficult for us to be able to tell the difference between the machines and the humans. They easily could have had a version of this where the Terminator is just, you know, it's in its full machine-looking format, like the way that we see um, in some of the, the futuristic scenes where there's just like a giant bionic dude just, you know, shooting people up or that we see in the ending that it's just like pure mechanical but I thought it was pretty pretty smart just I mean visually but also uh you know even beyond the visuals just smart like very wise of it to 
touched on this dynamic of we may not be able to tell the difference or could be hard for us to tell the difference as they become more complex and more evolved they look and feel like us like half of the first act of this movie is reese talking with sarah connor about like how it's 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 hard for us to detect where they are they need dogs now to to figure out who is human and who is machine and you know, in the world of, you know, deep fakes and, um, you know, fake news and all of this kind of stuff that like we are talking about now with technology and how good it is at resembling human form, human thought, human um, ideas visually and, and harder to detect by the naked eye. I thought that this film was pretty forward thinking about capturing that dynamic pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that little detail and also dogs are just good judges of character so I I really appreciate that that was thrown in there but it's 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 so true you know it's it's hard to distinguish these things and and I think especially with like deep fakes and things like that like that's something that we need to be talking about and and having solutions for and, and understanding what to look out for because the technology is there and mm-hmm. so that that is a very real concern in our our world today that I don't know that we recognize that enough. So it's just fascinating that in 1984, obviously it's a very different context, but that they were forward thinking enough to to be able to include that and go, you know what, this would make sense that technology could get so advanced that we could have a hard time distinguishing it from from a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this idea of the the machines being able to deceive and be- make us believe that it is human. You know, the the phone call that she has with her, what she believes is her mom, but yeah. it's actually like his ability to like change his voice and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, that was pretty pretty wise of it of this movie to have thought about that dynamic and what the implications of it are. I do wonder if the later films touch on that even more and kind of dive into like all that the Terminators are able to do because we see a little bit of his powers in this movie, but for the most part, he's just kind of like a killing machine, you know, but we get a little glimpse of these more creative superpowers that he has and um, what that means for technology and how we like figure out how to detect or relate to or are misled by uh, the machines oh yeah future movies have to include those because number one they got a bigger budget which means that you can have brand new toys number two software always gets an update so like whatever this version of the terminator was in the next movie they've already been through some revisions so you know this next terminator is gonna be just superhero on steroids it's gonna be crazy which could make it worse I mean, clearly we know that I guess the second one's better, but sometimes when they do too much Mm -hmm. too, it's a little much, you know, and and get away from the heart of this. Yeah. That's what I was wondering about this movie too. Like that, I think that's why I wanted to know more information about this world is because I wanted to know how you kill a Terminator. And the whole time I was watching and I was going, (laughs) why did we send Reese? Like, he doesn't seem to be doing that great of a job. Like, mm-hmm. what, what is going on? What is our strategy? Like, I understand you're just scrambling, you're running, you're trying to to do what you can to damage it. Like, I, I get that, but like, what? How do we kill it? What are you doing? So, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if in the the next movie, maybe some of those rules are a little bit more clear. Like, obviously, now we know if you crush it okay that'll kill it yeah. uh but i i would like to know because it it felt like the terminator was unbeatable and so i think if the movie had kept going longer i would have lost interest because he would have seemed like such an unbeatable foe but mm-hmm. again like you said earlier like the pacing was spot on so i didn't lose interest but if it had been longer uh, I probably would have been like, oh, you're never going to kill him. Like, whoop, that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is why I think that the factory set piece 
And that third act is genius. It's so smart for the movie to do. Because you're right, Mm -hmm. it kind of, the movie's posing an interesting question, honestly, like how are you going to end this thing? You know, clearly it's not going to be a direct 2v1 shootout because they've tried that and the Terminator is invincible, apparently. So it's through our main protagonist's creativity and kind of their cleverness and their ability to like think on the fly that ultimately saves them. And that's always fun for us to watch, you know, like the human creativity will triumph over the machines. We were just talking about this earlier this week, right, Sarah? So that part Mm -hmm. was genius. It also makes for like a fun visual uh, set piece for us to see the Terminator getting squashed for him to get like blown up um, from the inside. And then, but he's still crawling with his arms and the parallels crawling on his arms and Sarah Connor crawling. And it's like, that parallel was really fascinating. Just that whole ending third act was so smart and so strategic. And it was brains over brawn. Like yes. she used yeah. her noggin and was like, oh, I'm going to beat you with a machine. Take this, buddy. <laughs> I love that you were thinking about how to defeat the machines. I, yes, because like how – Okay, this dude is sent here to save this chick that honestly, okay, he was obsessed with her and like that's really creepy and I did not like that. Anyway, so he's been obsessing over this woman for who knows how long and is like, yeah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to protect her. What is your plan? Like, I don't, I don't understand. They had no plan for most of this movie. They had no plan, which is fine. They worked it out. Like, I understand. Sometimes... You, you don't have a plan and you just have to make stuff up on the fly. And that's really fun and exciting and engaging. I understand. But I, I wish this would have been a little bit more like he came in with a plan and then the plan went totally wrong. And then they're just improvising from there. But it kind of uh-huh. seemed like he didn't know what he was doing. Like he knew some things, but he, I don't know. You would think like, this is your big mission. Like, this is the thing <laughs> that you've been, I don't preparing know. For, preparing for. That's going to save humanity and yes. save existence. Otherwise, all of humanity is wiped out. Yeah. Nope. And you're just yeah. like, I showed up. Like, what? This is not a participation trophy situation. Like, <laughs> I need you to get your stuff together here, buddy. It's mm. fine. They worked it out. It's okay. But I was just, I was a little frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> See, my questions were, the, the machines clearly aren't smart enough because why do they only send back one? I'm mm-hmm. like, you all should have sent an army back. If you're trying to kill the person that's resisting you, why did we send only one? So I love that you're thinking on the side of Freeze. If I were the Terminators, I would be sending more people. And then, you know, we're just up the stakes. You came with a plan. I come with more Terminators. <laughs> hey, man, we'll, we'll pit my plan versus your Terminators Perfect. and see what happens. <laughs> perfect let's go let's freaking go this is the plot for the next movie yeah (laughs) didn't reese like explain that though like like the terminator went through the portal and then like reese went through the portal but then they like destroyed the thing that got them there so like nobody else can get in nobody else can get out so like oh maybe the plan he did say that he can't go back and the terminator can't go back but i didn't remember why that could be why Okay, because that, that's how I understood it. I could be entirely wrong. Mm. Mm. So maybe maybe their plan was, we're just going to destroy the thing, but they set their clocks to the wrong time, and so then they destroyed it too late, and then they were like, oh, crap, what do we do? One already got through. Okay, Reese, I guess you're going through too, buddy. Good luck. Make it up as you go. And then they destroyed the thing. Mm. and so then that's why he didn't have a plan because their plan didn't involve him coming to 1984 that was an improvised situation because they thought they would just be able to i don't know destroy the time i'm totally making stuff up right now to make me feel better (laughs) (laughs) well the other question that i had was okay say the terminator does kill sarah connor then does that wipe out the future state where john connor exists like i need the rules of time travel don't make sense is it the multiverse 
you know that future is already existing clearly yeah but go back in time Mm -hmm. what happens to future john o'connor does he drop dead well or he just like slowly fades from reality yeah i don't know there's a lot of different time travel movies so there's a lot of different ways that we could handle this yes yeah yes Hmm. Hmm. yeah it's and also the whole like reese being his dad thing i i feel like that that's some some time travel stuff that is frowned upon like isn't that bad well i don't know yeah because does john connor know that reese is his father because he gave him Mm -hmm. a photograph of his mother yep which seems to me to insinuate that he know like why else would you give yes. this random dude? Hey, here's this photo right. of a lady. Good yeah. luck. Here's a picture of my mom. I want you to study it and obsess over her and be a yeah. stalker from forty years in the future. It's fine. It's okay. Okay, can we talk about things that didn't age well? Two things. Yes. Because it's just interesting with old older films. Like, ooh, that, that this was created in a different time. The nightclub shooting scene hits too close to home. Yeah. For our current moment in time i was like oh this would not be able to get created in 2023 nope it was it was too much the second thing is the whole his obsession with her but also there's a particular scene where he's pretty rough with her in the car yeah i was cringing i was cringing i was like she's trying to get out and you were literally like holding her down Mm -hmm. in your car she doesn't know you she clearly looks uncomfortable again yeah she bites him and he still continues to like manhandle her in the car and i'm like i know that you're the good guy but you don't seem like a good guy right yes there's i get what the movie was trying to do there i think i think the 2023 version of this would just like achieve the same effect like she is she is shocked clearly she is learning a lot of new information but we need to give her this information we need her to listen they would have handled that differently so interesting you know time decade context that is different in 1984 than it is now i also thought the uh the scene where ginger is murdered uh it it gave me some blade runner vibes ah yeah and i was just like oh this makes me real uncomfortable yes that's one of the things that one of the things that i jotted down is i was not prepared for how dark this movie actually is mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's a lot of like pretty violent imagery in this movie and i wasn't expecting that from like an 80s sci-fi movie <laughs> at all uh so I was surprised by that. And that that is a, a perfect scene where like we are we we are just watching a lot of pretty graphic imagery unfold on on screen. And it's hard to watch. There's a lot of scenes that are pretty hard to watch in this. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. I I wish that I had understood um kind of its parallels to horror before going into it. Cause then I yeah. think I might have come with a different expectation. Cause yeah. I don't know. It makes total sense for a horror film, but for for sci-fi, I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is yes. this is a bit much." Yep. Yep. And I think I think when the like the first ten to twenty minutes of this movie gave me the impression that this was going to be a little bit more lighter weight. You know, like we've got this like big Terminator dude. He's kind of cool. He's shooting some stuff up, but I think it's like once we get well into the first act where we really start to see some of the graphic imagery where I was like, oh, I, I was not mentally prepared for this. Okay, let me adjust my brain. Because uh, I think this is teed up to be and feel a bit different at the beginning. It's a lot lighter weight in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We know that the Terminator is evil because he steps on and crushes a child's car. And then he <laughs> proceeds to shoot a woman like six times. And you go... <laughs> oh, this is that type of a movie. (laughs) You know what's interesting, though, is that it's because of the visuals the movie chooses to show that makes it feel dark. I mean, like, I think there's another version of this where we see him shooting stuff, but we if we don't see, though, you know, the, the 
bodies, I think could have felt a little bit more lightweight and fun. Though almost the way that like the James Bond movies handle violence, like you know it's violent, but there's not there's not a lot that you see, so it doesn't feel like that super gritty dark type of violence. Even though like objectively there's a lot of violence stuff that's happening, but because we don't see it, it's easier for us to feel the levity. Whereas there's mm-hmm. a lot that is shown, bodies shown. Yeah, yeah, and it has a pretty high body count too. Yeah, like he's just mowing through people. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. You do your yeah. thing, Mister Terminator Man. You just mm-hmm. murder people willy-nilly. This is great. Mm-hmm. You know, the other dimension is that he's he is shooting innocent people, which I think is inherently yeah. harder for us to swallow too. Yep. Like most other sci-fi action violence, it's like people fighting each other and somehow in our brains it's different than let's him showing up at a random lady's house and just – firing so many bullets in there like that's just a little hard to swallow also like advanced ai taking over the world you know they run the whole show and uh instead of doing more research on which sarah connor it is they're just like nah man just go to la and start shooting ladies (laughs) really really Mm -hmm. powerful ai and the film does like try to explain it away but i was like no 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 if AI has taken over the world, I need them to actually have taken over the world. Yes. Yes. Like, clearly they could have solved for this one. Yes. This yeah. this edge case. They could yeah. have evolved. <laughs> created an algorithm to figure it out based on, on genetics, facial recognition. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of ways we could have solved for that one. Well, the fact that he, like, walks into a club and, like, doesn't know which one she is. Like, he should have a very clear target that he can, like – I don't know, smell her scent or see her face. Yeah. You can use a bunch of different ways that he knows exactly who his target is. Because you would think also like the AI overlords, unless they just like did not care about humanity and which is entirely possible. But I don't know. You think like a surgical strike would be maybe a better way to go rather than just shooting up people. I don't know. But I'm not right. an AI overlord, so what Which do I know? Back to you come up with a better plan for Reese. I'm gonna bring more terminators with better tactics. Excellent. And let's okay. go. Let's do it. Yes. Like, I'm why excited. is this a one v one situation? It's so dumb. It doesn't make sense. Because they didn't have the budget and they needed to create this one v one thing. To, to insert you into the world to prove that this could be a thing. And then they probably like expanded the world like crazy over the next few yeah. movies. Yeah. Which inherently I'm like, I'm not excited for that. You know, usually it gets butchered. I don't, I'm wondering and I have questions about the other, the rest of the world, but I kind of don't need to know. Interesting. Unless they do it well. Apparently they did number two well, and then everything else is trash. But there's like what, what six other movies? Oh no, four other movies. I don't know. There's there? a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Because there's there's the third one, and then there was like the the more recent reboots. So I think there's six uh, movies total. I could be wrong. I think there's okay. six total. Only the first two are good, from what I have read. Could be wrong. Okay. Have not watched all of them, but okay. okay. That is the current information that I am operating off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that this is what I hope is that they ground those in being back in time. I think this gets less interesting if we're like in present day 20, what, 20, 29. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, then we're just like, then this is just Star Wars world. There's a resistance and we're fighting against <laughs> the big bad people. It's we've true. Seen that. We've done, we've seen that done well. We have, you know, we have. Yes. The head AI overlord is like the father of Reese, you know? <laughs> oh, always. Have to. Yes. Always. There's got to be some weird daddy issue things. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Have to include it. It's not an action movie without that. Well, what was also interesting is that this whole like savior of the world and we must save the mother of the savior of the world thing, like such a trope. But somehow it's just immediately like, okay, we're on board with that. You know, it's simple. It's straightforward. It's been done a million times. 
but I was on board with it. <laughs> yeah, I got on board with it eventually. I I wanted Sarah Connor to like become a a physicist or a computer scientist or something. Like I wanted her to like create something like a machine to fight the machines. Like that is what I wanted, yeah. not for her to birth a child. It's fine. They worked it out. It's all good. But I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to school for like an advanced degree in some science field? No, was not. It's fine. Yeah, was she in school? I don't, I don't know. It, the film doesn't really say. I think she, it doesn't say. I don't think. Mm. But this is what you, you wanted her to be like the, um, her to be Shuri of Black Panther. Yes. That is exactly what I wanted to, her to be. I wanted her to be in some, you know, science or technology field and uh, going to, in 30, 40 years, create this incredible device. And that is why the Terminator was trying to kill her, because she created its equal that could take it out. But she's just a kid here. And so you take out the kid, doesn't create the device to take it out. Problem solved. It was the so 80s. John I should Connor not have been thinking about that. The name of the machine is just Oh, it's like we shall name him John Connor. We shall name him John Connor because a man from the future told me yes. to name my robot John Connor. Yes. <laughs> oh man. That is the big twist that happens in the sixth movie. See? We nailed it, and we've only seen the first movie. That we're would so be genius, though. You know, like they're building up to this, like, <laughs> son who's going to save the leader of their resistance, and she becomes pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But really, it's just her invention, her genius invention mm-hmm. that is ultimately the John Connor. <laughs> like, she, her baby ends up being a girl, and so yes. she has to build a robot that's named John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> perfect we got exactly it. must fulfill the prophecy prophecy <laughs> i will i will fulfill it by fighting a machine with a machine yes. mine will be smarter than yours and then this just becomes the transformers movies <laughs> exactly michael bay comes in we're good oh man yeah actually that's what i i thought that i i think that i thought that they would get to the terminator being the machinery much faster than it does in this movie which i appreciate that they didn't do that it makes it for a more exciting like denouement segment the little cherry on top to think that the terminator's burned but then know it is just this like literal piece of steel charging towards you so fun Mm -hmm. oh that was so good because you have this moment of relief of like oh my gosh it worked this is incredible and then (laughs) nope it's a robot Mm -hmm. oh brilliant so good that was so fun. With his little beady red eyes. So good. Yeah. And I, I loved the the Terminator view, too. I thought that that was so fun, being able to see the world as he did. And then, like, going Same through his catalog of responses. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. That was really great. Really great. Okay, other things that we wanted to talk about in this movie – uh i so a question that i have it's a small unimportant thing but um how does both reese and the terminator know the streets of la so well both of them are just driving around and they know exactly where they're going they know how to get there they don't have to stop and ask for directions they're not lost surely the streets of la have changed in the 40 years between the past and the future well, the Terminator may not be able to find his target well, but apparently he's been installed <laughs> with the GPS system. He has like Google maps running. Right. Yeah. There's a woman's voice that's like, turn left. <laughs> that's what we did. Reese, I don't know. Maybe he's in, he's got John Connor installed in him as well, you know? Oh, okay. All right. All right. So we find out that Reese is also... Uh, John Connor. John Connor is just within us all. 
He we are all everywhere. John Connor. We are all John Connor in our <laughs> own special ways. John Connor is like the force, you know? We all have different... Right. Our iPhones are John Connor. Siri is John Connor. Siri is John Connor undercover. She's a spy. Ooh, she, no, she can't spy. reveal her real name being no. John Connor, so she's been she going by Siri for many years now. It's her alias. I see, mm-hmm. I see. Okay, she's crafty, that one. I know, right? Yeah, she's very clever. You can even you can even change her spy names and her spy accents. Oh, okay. Yeah, she can have a British voice. John to Connor can sure do a sp- British voice. Know. To make sure that you know for sure that she is not John Connor. She can be right. anybody She's got many disguises. John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. This is amazing. Yeah, LA is confusing, man. Right? Like, I I cannot drive around in LA. Like, no. I was amazed that they were able to. There's a scene. This happens in, like, every adrenaline action movie where I'm like, how do you have time to have sex? Right? Like, the world, the future of humanity is in your hands. And we've got time and, like, the mood to just go at it. And the energy. Like, you have just been running from a Terminator for how many hours you slept under a bridge or something the night before freezing your butts off. Like, do we really have the time and the energy to do this? We do because we needed to conceive John Connor, but like really now. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is that before that happens, they say to each other, they're like, the Terminator could find us here at any moment. (laughs) You know, like they are aware. Maybe if they weren't aware, you know, okay, you're caught up at the moment. That's fine. But you're you're unaware of the dangers. They were well aware of the dangers. They sure were. Also, like. Yeah, time to get. Yeah. Get it in. They did. They they knew their priorities and made sure to to set aside some time for that. It was great. You know what? Live your lives. I just I I don't understand decision making in action movies, and it's fine. <laughs> but if this dude was just like, I had your picture and I stared at it and I memorized it. Oh my gosh, I know. I am so obsessed with you and I love you. And then he's like angrily packing because he shouldn't have said it. Like, I'm not going to go like, hey, buddy, (laughs) this is great. I'm totally fine with this. Let's do it. No, this is creepy. And I'm going, I would like someone else to protect me from the Terminator now, please. You're like, swap them out for someone else, please. Future. Can I get anybody else? Well, I just, I don't did understand. it ever cross Reese's mind? I just gotta know. Like, he knows that she conceives the future of the resistance. Like, do you ever think it crossed his mind? He was like, I would like to be the father. Or maybe when they were in the middle of their act, they're like, oh my gosh, am I the father? Like, does this ever cross his mind? Or is this not just, we don't think about these things? These are, these Actually, are very good have questions. Them, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, presumably, you could also do math and go, okay, John Connor was born on this day. Because if he's like your idol hero mentor guy, you probably know a lot of details about him, including his birthday and birth year. And so then you work back nine months. And when you see the date and you're like, oh, wait, she's not pregnant right now. Can I take care of this for you? Like, I don't know. Maybe his mission wasn't to save her or protect her. That was his plan, Sarah. That That was was his plan. We have figured it out. No wonder. Okay. No wonder he didn't have a whole plan. Because his plan was was simple. Get her to a motel, man. But like, there's 700 (laughs) better ways to execute that plan than her, like, stalking her. assaulting her in a vehicle like there we have better options here buddy i know her prospects were not great we even heard the message machine of the dude canceling on her so the bar was low you did not have a high bar to clear yeah this is true i mean 
there's that moment where she's literally stalking her and I'm like, yeah. I'm uncomfy for her. Right? But apparently he's protecting me. Yeah. But, I, but, but I'm scared. As a woman, I'm scared for her. Right? It's like, this is real bad news. Like, everything about yeah. this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got down to the bottom of some things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> well, then she, like, rides off into the desert and just becomes a hippie. At the end. Yes. With her little photo. Yes, with her photo and her cassette tape recordings for yeah. her son. Which I was like, okay. They re- She was recording them for John? Yes. Um, That's how I read it. I could be wrong. but Because she even tape- says, like, what should I tell you about your dad? Blah, 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 blah. We loved each other. Okay, yada, this yada. is where I was like. So does John know that Kyle Reese is his father? Does she not tell him her son the name? I I I wonder if she gave him like like puzzle pieces and then like as he like when he's an adult he is able to like piece the puzzle together and then he's like, "Oh, this dude is my dad, so I have to send him back in time." So that he can make me, and then his head probably exploded. Well, this is traumatizing for right a child to experience. Well, I guess he's not a child. He would be he's an a leader of the resistance now. Yeah, yeah, he would have been forty something. Oh, that would be weird to meet your parents right? when they're Isn't young weird? before they've conceived you, but you know they're eventually going to conceive you. That's that's your your head would explode. Yeah, yeah. His brain would melt, <laughs> which is is one way for the Terminators to win. So cool. All right, they win because John Connor's head exploded because of time travel. Time travel and like weird, like yeah, you're sending you're sending <laughs> your father back in time to conceive you. Yeah, that is the, the mission. The guy that you mentored. <laughs> And taught how to fight. You're sending him back in time. It's really weird, actually. It's so weird. (laughs) It's a very weird choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whatever, it's fine. Connor gave him a little scavenger hunt. Is what we are hypothesizing. That is my current hypothesis. Here, a little detail here. Yeah. Yes. Cause, cause she knew that he wasn't there for long. Like she says that, like in the, in the few moments together, we loved a lifetime's worth or whatever foolishness she says. So there, there are some clues here. I just want to know why Kyle's obsessed with her. You know, nothing about the woman. Yeah. But he had a picture and he had John's stories and he saw that his mentor was a great man and so his mom is the one who did that and so he had to meet the mom but it's weird like it's that's real creepy of like i i don't know how you square that no this is very strange but you know it tugs on the emotional heartstrings of the audience so that's all that matters it doesn't need to make sense okay we just have thought too far far more than we were intending to as i was intending for us to because the whole time i was thinking these thoughts so thank you for exploring them with me and becoming just as disturbed as i am about this whole plot line (laughs) great thank you for sharing in my misery no it it it's i mean would it have been better if reese was just a protector you know like yes. he, they do not conceive. Yes, no child has come from this. But eventually, Sarah Connor has a child mm-hmm. with somebody else. Yep. Who we don't know. I think I think I would have liked that better. Yes, but it has less of the like one-two punch of we loved a lifetime, the Ugh. short moments that we had, where we knew nothing about each other. And I just 
they didn't have like I don't know like they had sex one time and then she started calling him Kyle and that's it like I don't know I just I didn't see the like loved for a lifetime like no he assaulted you in a car and you bit him and then like 30 (laughs) minutes later you're having sex I just I I couldn't make it make sense yeah so I don't know I think if there had been and you can only do so much because you have a limited amount of time and you have a terminator that you're running from so I get it you don't have loads of time to like build chemistry and blah 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 but like this is not meant to be a love story I just I don't understand why we needed the love story in here like why couldn't like why couldn't I love your son as like a mentor and like my hero and so I am going to give my life to protect you like I I don't know to me like that's enough you don't need to like insert this love time travel fathering business in there but well just why isn't why isn't we just need to save humanity enough you know (sighs) because that is not within the scope of this movie the scope is we're saving Sarah Connor so that John Connor will exist and lead the resistance. Yes. That is our scope. We don't care about anybody else other than Sarah Connor and John Connor. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. This is like two very sensible humans being like, I think saving humanity is quite enough motivation. Right? Like – that's you are that's a big very noble. This is very noble. You can die for that, and I will be satisfied if you die for saving humanity. Yes, it's a great I don't need goal. you to also die for saving your son, saving your lover, saving the leader of the resistance. Like, that's a lot of things to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, is- <laughs> "I got to do a buy two get one free," you know. <laughs> We just got a that's totally got a bundled it. option here. Uh, he had his BOGO coupon and was Dead. ready to go. <laughs> oh man! Well, he's like he's like at the portal of the time travel, and he was like, "No, I'm only going back if I get to do the BOGO deal." Yeah, it's the only way I'm going back. Yeah, I can't BOGO, do de- it Bogo deal. I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> BOGO or bust. <laughs> Boko, I'm going to the other grocery store across the street. <laughs> Taking my business and leaving from here. Yeah, right. I'll go to the other time traveling portal. Thank you very much. Yeah. To save my sister and the leader of the other resistance and yeah. the other my yes. my next door neighbor's best friend's dog. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. I think we I think we covered it all. Yes. Can I share one other interest? Well, it's a little detail. Okay. Um, okay, so for most of the movie, Sarah Connor has a ring on her <gasps> right middle finger. Mm-hmm. Most of the movie. And then in the final scene, when she is <laughs> recording her messages, she has moved her ring to her left ring finger why do you notice these things i I don't know i don't know why my brain works this way but i i noticed her ring early on and i was like okay middle finger that's that's interesting and it's like a chunky like black stone in her ring and i was like oh this is a bold jewelry choice that we have going on here and so then in the end when it was on the other hand on the ring finger i was like wait that is different but that's symbolic. It is symbolic. She like dedicated her life to yes, Kyle Reese, and that is yes. why. I think that so. is how I read that. Is she is forever in her mind married to Reese <sighs> for some reason. That is such an interesting little like detail for them to include, mm-hmm. though. Right? It was weird. Like some like production costume set designer was like these things need to come together symbolically you know Mm -hmm. absolutely 
And people, there will be people like Sarah Gallen that <laughs> yes. will appreciate our attention mm-hmm. to detail. I noticed it. I noticed it. Costumer who decided to do this, I see you and I value your work. That is neat, 40 though. Years later. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a little detail. Good job them. Yeah, they did great. Yeah. Good choices. Look at that. But like, wow. <laughs> I, your brain just fascinating to me. It's a terrifying place. So, <laughs> is what it is. All right. Well, this is our review. Oh, I can't say that word. Review and discussion of the Terminator. Uh, you can find it available on HBO Max. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Strategic Whimsy Experiment. And great choice, Sarah, for an Oscar wager win pick. Thank well you. done. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Well done. Uh, this podcast is fueled by our passion for stories and connection and is something we continue to do each week solely because we love it. This is our Strategic Whimsy Experiment, and we encourage you to find a way to infuse whimsy into your day. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a review letting us know your thoughts about The Terminator. You can connect with us on Instagram at Strategic Whimsy Experiment, on Twitter at Strategic Whimsy, or you can email us at strategicwhimsyexperiment at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss the film John Wick 4. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you very soon.